this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Live music. No live music. Uh, well, we're live talking about music. It's close. Close enough, I would say. It's the next best thing to music is talking about music. Yeah, it's true. That's why I started listening to and then recording podcasts. Essentially, I was like, wow. I just sometimes I like love music so much, but I don't want to listen to it anymore. I just want to talk about mm-hmm. it or listen to people talk, people talk about it. It's, it's great. I mean, it works. It works. It works. Welcome, chat. Welcome, uh, everybody, on the podcast. And uh, it's good. It's good to be here. How was your week, Mike? It was a pretty good week. Nice. Mm -hmm. Um, Got all my workouts in. Didn't miss one. Um, Good. Work's starting to calm down a little bit, which is always nice. Uh, The weather's turning. Yeah. Here in the northern states. Oh, yeah. Starting to get a bit nicer. It was like hot out today. I I uh, I've been I haven't gone out too much. I've been actually pretty busy myself. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm gonna get out. I gotta um, we're going like full lockdown in Ontario. We already are, but we're going mm-hmm. even more lockdown. Like um, oh no, like yeah, they they are now. They are not only not only only leaving pharmacies and uh, grocery stores open, but in places like Walmart where they sell other shit, they're going to rope mm-hmm. them all, rope that stuff off. So like you can't yeah. even buy like if you like want clothes, clothes or, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like they're they're so they're taking everything like a the furthest step we've taken. So I had to go to Canadian Tire to get some uh uh dishwasher tabs. Oh. That was exciting. But I went out and it was like whole, I was wearing a hoodie and I was like holy fuck, I don't need this. It's like feels like summer out here. Yeah, it's, be- it's been beautiful. It's been like, what, 75, 80 degrees? So yeah, nice. it's it's absolutely gorgeous. Well, welcome, chat. Uh, welcome, everyone, on the podcast. We are talking new music, and uh, we like to start with last week, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. I think we do. That's yeah. kind of our format, our thing. It is. 
what were your thoughts on things? Uh, so first off, our number one from last week, that new Wild Truth EP, mm. Drift. What'd you think of it? Well, I, we'd already heard it last week, but I, we I would love to reiterate for the people that don't know this band, uh, because they're a small band, they're a new band, mm-hmm. but they're absolutely amazing. This is one of the best EPs of the year. If you yep. like old slash new Fall Out Boy, <laughs> Panic at the Disco, anything in that vein, um, we, I've watched their mo- monthly listeners double in the past oh, yeah. uh, over the weekend from they were under a thousand. Now they're at seventeen hundred. So they're still a small band. You're still getting Bumping in early. OK, this is like Bitcoin in 2008. <laughs> you want to get in on this. OK, Wild Truth. Check it out. Great EP. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I went through and I re-listened to it probably another one or two times over the weekend. And I just fell more in love with it. I mean, I think it's a great release. It's kind of everything you want from what they're trying to do. It's very poppy. It's very catchy. But you've still got the tinges of like pop punk and stuff there that Mm -hmm. you can tell that's where their roots are. Absolutely. And then uh, the other release I really wanted to talk about was the new Demi Lovato album. Yeah. Chance. I did. I did. Mm -hmm. Um, Pretty heavy album, you know, hundred percent. She really didn't hold back at all. Um, long record. Yeah. And <laughs> honestly, I was surprised because there was a cover on this record and I didn't hate the fact that there was a cover on an official record. Oh, the that, Tears for Fears cover? Yeah, that cover of Mad yeah. World was amazing. And it felt it felt at home on the album, which is kind of strange. It normally brings me out of the album, but I don't know. It was just right here. Yeah, and I haven't I haven't read I haven't read very much about the album at all. Mm-hmm. Um to kind of pick her, you know, pick her brain about why that's there. But I do think it's when you think about music and what it means to somebody that's gone through trauma. I mean, everybody that makes music is a music fan, right? And everybody Mm -hmm. has that music that's helped them through time. So you can only assume that that's part of what it is, you know, like an ode to music that's helped her uh, continue to create music. So I, I don't know exactly the story behind it. I'd be very curious to know, but Mm-hmm. I really do. Uh, I really do like that it's here. And again, it didn't feel. It didn't feel like it felt like a good change in the record. It didn't to me. It didn't yeah. feel like weird or out of place. A lot of times, I feel like a cover kind of, and it was towards the end of the record. But I feel like a cover towards the end of the record, kind of thrown in. It always feels like they're just trying to make up time, and kind of like, well, we wanted this release to be forty minutes, and we've got thirty six minutes worth of songs that are good enough for the record. Let's just toss a cover on there. Right. But this just, it felt like it was supposed to be there. And I was really happy that it was. Um, Overall, I agree with you. The record was heavy all the way through. I kind of just Mm -hmm. took a bath and relaxed lights (laughs) off. And I've got those like glow stars on the ceiling. Oh yeah. So like I just had all the lights (laughs) off with a nice little ambiance and just relaxed and well, tried to relax with that heavy album playing, but all the way through, I just really loved it. And it's going to be probably on my cry in the shower, uh, album rotation. So yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I thought the duet with, um, uh, Ariana Grande was an interesting mm-hmm. track on there too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was like a little different than I would have expected a song for them to make given both the, like trauma that they've faced, yeah. you know, in, in, in their lives. It, it's kind of an interesting song. 
but I, I just really like this album. I don't know. I, I want I've only listened mm-hmm. to it once all the way through. Uh, but me needs to dive into it again. And it's again, it's, it's just so much here. It's so much to talk about that it's it's. I kind of almost feel like I shouldn't because I haven't like I can't. I haven't. Like, you I haven't brought it in on enough. it. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't. It hasn't registered with me quite yet. But mm-hmm. but yeah, absolutely. Well. That's all I've got to talk about from last week. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's a bit of a shorter week. Yeah, me too. Uh, we kind of went back and did some things we missed. Everybody, make sure you go check out those too. Yeah, yeah ab- episode, yep. absolutely. And uh, we're going to get into this week uh, again. Yeah. Bit of a another weird week. week. Another weird week. We are going to do another something a little bit weird. We're going to do a top three. And then we're going to actually mm-hmm. preview uh, three records from next week because next week's a big week. It is absolutely massive next week. There's probably 10 releases I would love to talk about. And we just don't have the time because everybody wants to come in here, get the new, new, go listen to the music. And I don't want to do that to people. Um, If you really want to dive in, obviously check out the list and everything like that that I put out. And I'm sure you'll be able to find everything there. But we want to get talking about the new stuff this week, I think. Let's do it. I'm ready for uh, the top three, Mike. We'll start with uh, number three. So number three, we've got kind of an older band coming out of West Virginia. We've got the new album, The Crimson Corridor from Zayo. Oh, yes. Right. Of course. Zayo. Metalcore Um, band. This is, yeah. uh, We've talked about Zayo a little bit uh, Mm -hmm. in the past few months. I guess they put out a bunch of singles. They've been releasing singles, giving us a smattering. And for people that don't know this band, they kind of started it all in terms of metalcore uh mm-hmm. chugga 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 style not a treyu contrary <laughs> to <popular laughs> yes this this definitely predates a treyu in fact i'm not sure when the first zeo album came out I, i'll look it up right now real quick um yeah. but their their big breakthrough album it came out in 1998 it's called where blood and fire bring rest and this is first this, release was 96 yeah okay 96 so this was 98 this was i guess their third, third album. album and this really put them on the map uh they were known as being super super aggressive really really heavy mm-hmm. and also really really like militant christian uh they I, I believe this album was out on tooth and nail uh or solid state you know same label very intense mm-hmm. uh, on all fronts and a lot of member changes uh, over the years. I don't know if anybody is remaining in the band from that album. Perhaps the singer. I'm not sure. Yeah, um, I'm not sure either. I can check on the Wikipedia real quick. They, they had always a have those I mean, candy timelines. I mean, it's a little bit of interesting musical history with this band is that Brett Detter of the Juliana Theory... He used to play guitar in Zao. In fact, he played guitar on the record I just mentioned, you know, classic metalcore record. And obviously the Juliana Theory went on, went on to, I mean, influence so many bands in the emo genre. So really interesting. Um, Heather Voigt so, says they're not as Christian anymore. I believe that. But yeah, mm-hmm. he, they're, they're back after quite a long time, I believe, too. And yeah, the last release was 2016. Uh, 2019 or 2009 before that. Yeah. And I'm looking at the Wikipedia, no original members. Um, they have the same vocalist from the third album. Okay. Okay. They have the same lead guitarist from the fourth album. 
the same rhythm guitarist from the third album, the same bassist, or no, the new the bassist is new around 2006, as well as the drummer. So yeah, no, but this is I mean this is like the band that really did start it all. And judging from the mm-hmm. singles, Mike and I had a little listen right before this to the singles together. Yeah, it's very much what you would expect. Like it sounds pretty 2001, uh, yeah. but it's 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 intense, man. Like this is not for the faint of heart. There's a a bit of a nod maybe to converge in some of this, but there's mm-hmm. still that very much uh, late 90s, early 2000s chugga chugga metalcore and drumming uh, to go along with it. 100%. And like, I think the converge reference is spot on. Um, I was definitely picking up those vibes. I got a little bit of, um, it almost feel like, felt like they were getting a little bit more proggy than they normally do, almost kind of mm-hmm. like some of the heavier portions of what Gojira does as well. But I think definitely with Zhao's kind of uh, sludginess to it. Um, I'm excited for this album, though. I think it's going to be a good release from these guys. And it's always good to kind of listen to the bands that really started it all, I think. Absolutely, man. I mean, this is without Zao, I don't think I don't know who would have grabbed the bull by the horns and said, this is heavy ass metalcore like they they were Mm -hmm. the they took it so much further than everybody. Excuse me, than everybody else way before everyone else did it. And um, they 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 really, really pushed the pushed the pushed it forward move the needle i'm having trouble with my expressions today uh mm-hmm. but but they were really important instrumental in um in moving the genre forward yeah and i agree wholeheartedly yes um number two already are we gonna get into it number two we've got an awesome awesome band rookie card mm. opportunity mm-hmm. this band was on our locals only stream a couple of weeks ago and I think that they're a lot of fun. They're releasing their new album, Turning Point, and we're going to talk about the band Good Terms. Yes, this band's great. 100% great. Um, and it's really an interesting band, too, because they are as good as anyone in that kind mm-hmm. of like easy core genre. I think oh, yeah. that they could easily be touring the world, doing the thing. Uh, they could they could they could be on the next I don't know four year strong tour day to remember 100%. tour whatever but they're busy they're busy with their own yeah. careers in the music industry uh, of different various jobs and they kind of do this band for fun but that mm-hmm. doesn't make them any less good you know no. I mean I've got the record I was able to listen to it I checked it out a second time today after my workout while I was in the shower and there's the boys they're in the chat here they are um, but this record's amazingly fun it's it's got classic easy core with a lot of the modern elements that i like to see in scene releases um if i was going to compare these guys to a band that is a little bit more popular i would say they've got elements of like dear youth and we were sharks and right. there are portions that really remind me of bands like settle your scores who are kind of like some of the only bands waving the flag in the easy core scene anymore mm-hmm. and i mean listening to this i even get bear tooth vibes at times where there's just this really nice breakdown and some really emotional screaming going on. And you can really tell that these guys wear their influences on their sleeves and they're kind of bringing everything that they've heard into a really cohesive sound. And it's done super well. I love this album. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to check it out yet. It, it is out on Friday, right? 
It is out on Friday. It is out on Friday. I see there's a boatload of singles here. They're they're even waterfalling their singles. You can tell they work in the in the music industry the way that oh, they're yeah. <laughs> they're putting them out, which is which is cool. But no, these guys, uh, yeah, it, it just it's 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 just good terms is the band name, but it's just good vibes. Like you can just tell 100%. listening to this band that they enjoy what they do. They're in it just for the for the fun of it. They're mm-hmm. they want to do it the right way. And I, I really love that. And apparently they're sending me a record. I didn't even ask for it. So I can't wait that. to get it. Uh, sweet. So ha- happy, and- very happy to spread the word on this band. If you haven't heard of them, you're going to love them. If you are into any, you know, of that kind of, uh, I mean, you know, all the bands Mike just mentioned. And I mean, their tagline is your friendly neighborhood emo band. And I, <laughs> I think that that's a funny as hell and be the perfect descriptor for who these guys are. Um, exactly. They've all been in the scene for a long time. They know what's going on. And I think that they're going to be opening up shows. I think they're going to be opening up shows nationally real soon. Yeah, I, I think I think they will. If they can, if they can get time off work. Yeah. If they can. <laughs> I think I think that for these guys, this is going to turn into the passion project that becomes the real job. You know what I mean? How people are always like, Oh yeah, I started out doing right. this and it kind of led to this and then all of a sudden I'm doing my dream job. I think that's what's going on here. These guys are going to fall in love again with touring and playing on stage and it's going to blow up. And yeah. It's going to be great. We're going to go see them and we're going to come out of Mosh retirement. It's going to be a good time. It is it is amazing how many bands that have have gotten a lot of success did start like that. That mm-hmm. was just like Oh, you know, like it, maybe it would just be fun to like do this other thing. And then like pss, there's something that just clicks because when you do something, oh, they say full-time touring is the goal. There you go. It's nice to have yep. them just here in the chat. I know, uh, but, right? But, right? Like but um no, uh, it's it's it really does happen. And and we even referencing Brett Detter and the Juliana theory from our last mm-hmm. uh the record we talked about last Zayo I talked to him and he, even he said like, oh, this was just like, I don't know. I just felt like this would be maybe more fun to like sing yeah. and, and play guitar than just like chug, chug, chug all the time. And then like it was good <laughs> because yeah. because it was fun. And that, that sometimes really is the the secret, the, the secret sauce, mm-hmm. you know, to to music. It, it really is. And I mean. A lot of people, they'll say, oh, man, yeah, we're we're just putting out another record and things like that. But you can really tell the difference between a band who is still out there having a good time and doing what they love and a band who kind of feels kind of closed in and they're just making another record to make another record. hundred percent, man. All right. Well, it's a little early in the stream to get into a number one, but I don't mind it. Shall we? I don't mind either. I mean, we got a lot of stuff after the number one too. Exactly. This is, this is kind of like an earlier on the, on the stream. Number one, uh, we'll take a second to talk about our sponsor. They're called rockabilia. Up in the up in the corner, uh, Mike is. I don't believe you got that from Rockabilia. That shirt, that Don Broco did, shirt, but I that is not, a hell of a shirt. shirt. What is going it's, on there? It's the cowboy. Have you ever seen the Don Broco cinematic universe of music videos? I, I have. You know what? I have seen them. I haven't <laughs> yeah. seen maybe not all of them, and I think I've only seen them once, which is a damn okay. shame because they're all incredible. They're amazing, but there's this recurring character of the cowboy. Okay, and he is honestly one of the best parts of this of the like music video experience like he's even involved in their live music videos now like they did a live music video for half man half god 
And it's like cutting back and forth between the cowboy getting ready in the dressing room <laughs> and like the band on stage. And then there's like a breakdown in the middle and they have a circle pit just kind of <laughs> spinning with the cowboy in the middle, just dancing. And it is absolutely beautiful. I love these guys. Awesome. I love no, the cowboy. No, that's Whole vibe's good. That's awesome. Yes. Back to uh, rockabilly.com. But yeah, if, if you if you want merch similar to Mike's, I'm wearing a D shirt again. Hey, what, what can I say? I love Adidas. They probably got some Adidas stuff. I don't know. Go I'm over sure. to rockabilly.com, use promo code Shane, S H A N E, and you'll save 10% off their already low prices. Hello. They're good people and they care. They sponsor this podcast and other podcasts, and they, they really are pushing the scene forward. So if you if you want to support you know, a good company that gives back, they're a good one to go to and they've got stuff no one else has. So Agreed. check them out. And to go back to Don Broker real quick, I saw mm. recently mm-hmm. they've because they've been doing a lot of like tour diaries on Instagram and stuff like that. They were checking their guitar riffs by syncing them to Limp Biscuit music videos and making sure that they go hard. And I think that that's something that every band needs to adopt <laughs> because it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. And I mean, it worked. So, <laughs> <laughs> so wait, they were watching just the video portion, just the video, without, and then they were writing riffs yes. that went with the Fred. And Durst I don't know, moves. I don't know if they like sped up or like slowed down the riff so that it just like fit in time signature with the video, <laughs> but like whatever they had going on playing over this Limp Bizkit video, it, it was great. <laughs> and I mean. That's how you keep the fun in it, too, I think, is just doing stupid shit like that. I won't name names, but there was a metalcore band, a very popular metalcore band one time that I heard directly mm-hmm. from them that when they aren't sure what to do in a song, they literally just put on Barrier Dead and just steal a riff from them. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, it works. And then I listened to the band and I was like, oh, shit, you weren't kidding. <laughs> this is literally a barrier dead riff, but hey, man, um, some people just do what they can get away with. <laughs> yeah, I mean, barrier dead are some of the greats, just like Zayo, original metalcore. That's been right. around for a long, long time. That's right. So, That's right. Very, if it works, don't fix it. Very different moral fabric. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, we're going to get into the number one record right after... We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Number one. Number one. Uh, Number one, we've also got kind of a passion project this week. Yes. Um, Yes. Two guys. I don't know if there's more than two, but I'm pretty sure it's just the two guys. Just two guys. Who are incredibly talented. And they've come from doing other crazy projects. Uh, First off, we've got Nick Nocturnal. Mm -hmm. Insane guitarist. Funny dude. Nice dude. Yeah. Twitch streamer, YouTuber. Yep. All around, just super talented dude. Gives a lot of great like music advice on how to write, things like that. And Andy Sizzik. Yes. YouTuber, 
Um, I'm pretty sure you could like book an entire show with just his bands at this point. He's got so many. Um, Monuments, Wonder, Macari, and the band we're going to talk about, Termina. That's right, Termina. And Nick Nocturnal's on right now. Is he? He is. We should have done some kind of little... Uh... I don't know. We should, we should maybe let him know. Or something. I don't know. I, no, I, sh- I should have. I, I actually have been talking to him about mm-hmm. getting him on, uh, you know, on just, just on the channel, just cause you know, we're yeah. both like, we're both channels. We're both in the same genre exactly. talking about music and stuff. So he's, he's going to come on here at some point. Um, I'll talk to him, Mike, maybe we can have him come on, um, maybe next week or something next week. Talk this would have been, this would have been good. Yeah. Talk about the album. Absolutely. Um, but no dude, this is, this is a really, really cool project and just oh, yeah. oozing with talent. And I love the stuff so far. Um, Andy Sizik, the guy's just, the guy's He's, unbelievable. I don't know what he can't do because you hear him on a project like this and he's doing gut rolls and he's doing his clean so- vocals and he's doing fry screaming. Then you hear him on monuments and he's like almost to the point of doing deathcore. And then you hear him on Macari and he's doing like, almost a kind of pop acoustic thing most of the time with some screams in there. And then he's doing wonder, which is another different beast. Yeah. And then he, he still occasionally does a YouTube cover and things like that, where he does yeah. pop music and dude's just off the wall. He is so talented. He's literally like Tillian. I want to compare him to, and just other people in our scene that I, I can't even come up with just because Andy's so multifaceted. Yeah. Yeah. He, he is. I mean, he's, he's raw he's, talent. I, I mean, yeah he has way more versatility than Tillian I mean I mean Tillian is don't get me wrong Tillian is incredible um Mm -hmm. maybe pound for pound if if you're having a singing contest maybe Tillian comes out on top but if you're talking about okay the whole package like yeah if you're talking about rock vocalist Mm -hmm. Andy says it could be the best and that's that's like I'm not even exaggerating this guy is unbelievable um so yeah I don't know it's uh, it's gonna be a real, real cool record. I'm interested mm-hmm. to see. Like, I feel like this band is this 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 record or this project is like as big as really they want it to be, because they're yeah. obviously they're so busy with like other stuff going on. I don't know if they're gonna be able to mm-hmm. put in the. I don't think they're gonna tour on it. Or yeah, anything like, like that. I mean, like, who knows what touring is? Maybe, I mean, like like right Twitch now, live but, stream playthroughs and stuff like that. Yeah, I can see that. it's like, it's like it might be the kind of thing that just like kind of lives here forever. Mm-hmm. But and it will be like people will really love it. But I don't know if like oh, yeah, we'll ever get to see this live or what it'll end up being. But mm-hmm. hey, you never know. Again, this is this we could file this under, you know, the last band. Uh, where it's like, hey, maybe this is just a fun project they put together that ends up like really resonating because it's fun. Yeah, and I mean, you never know how these things develop. I mean, the music scene's an ocean coming and going, and you never know what's going to come back when the tide comes back in, right? Exactly. But... Hold on, we have to address a comment in the chat here. Oh yeah, this is fucking lies. Yeah, you're. Fucking you're, wrong. You're fucked, dude. The, the, sorry, I'll, no. I'll, I'll, I'll express out loud because the Chat, lot of people are going to be listening to this. Get the goddamn pitchforks and right? torches ready. Uh, real, no. The real. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put this out there. Okay. The real underscore B Smith. Okay. Find him. He has stated in public in a public forum. Don Broco is overrated. Which is a goddamn lie. 
if anything, 100%. they're underrated. I the, love this band. This band Big is... Big oof. Thank you, Ninja Shark. Like, I have shown Don Broco to people who are like, I strictly listen to death metal, and they're like, <laughs> all right, this shit's pretty bumping and fun. I show it to my friends who just like garage punk and like foreign music yep. and stuff like that, and they're like, yeah, Don Broco's on at the gym. This is a good time. Like, you can't write a banger like t-shirt song and like be o- be overrated like no. i literally look around huge no. festivals and whenever they play that song and everyone in the crowd has their shirt off if they can yes it's insane yes this don broco is an amazing band oh. and we will talk about them so much this year because they're putting out an album now oh, he's now, now he's, he's saying, saying he's a fan yeah he's backing it up now and saying no no i'm a fan i'm a fan whatever whatever Don Broco is God's gift to Earth. And <laughs> we get to talk about them this year because there's going to be a new album, and I can't wait for it. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. Almost makes me feel bad for Era. Uh, it, it's right. Anything else to, t- to tell the people about Termina before we move on to some previews? Um, uh, no, I think Termina is going to be a great project. I mean, we didn't really describe the band very much mm-hmm. besides like the talented guys. Uh, Obviously, it's kind of a metalcore project. That's what Nick Nocturnal does. Is mm-hmm. He focuses more on like metal, metalcore. Um, I've listened to the three singles that they put out. They put out a new single today called Fade Away. Um, oh, cool. All, all three singles are awesome. Uh, the single actually premiered via Loudwire, which I was like, wow, that's actually really big for you guys. That's super cool. Yeah, but, that is cool. No, good, um, good for them. No, I, yeah, it says, I mean, their description on Spotify says that they are n- a new modern metal project. So not yeah. new NU, just N-E-W. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think, I think like it's hard, it, it's a little hard to describe. Like you can't just say, oh, it's metalcore or oh, it's proggy or there's elements of all of that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's just going to be, from what I've heard, it's really great. And this is just going to be a really great mm-hmm. one. I'll be interested if they do anything experimental that isn't in the singles um i think there was a little bit on this new song uh it definitely got um a little bit darker and almost a little genty at points which i really liked um right and andy did some really weird like half clean half uh scream vocals but they were like super deep too and i was like i didn't know you could do that with your voice but thank you for just making me or for affirming how wonderful of a vocalist you are. Yes. He can do anything, I'm convinced, and if he can't, he'll figure it out. That's he'll him. learn how to do it. That's him. Absolutely. All right, let's, uh, well, that's, that's the top three. Let's, uh, let's recap real quick. Mike, go take it away. So coming in at number three, we've got the new album from Zayo. Yes, Metalcore Legends. Number two? Number two, we've got Good Terms. Good Terms, your friendly neighborhood emo band. Got it. And number Start one, with, I thought you wouldn't get it there, but I got it. Uh, number one, we've got the new album Dysphoria from Termina. There it is. There's the top three. Okay, now we're going to uh, do something we've never done before. We are going to mm-hmm. preview three records. I'm not sure if these would be honorable mentions next week or if they may they, be in they, the, in they'll the be honorable mentions. I don't know. Like, but we're going to talk about them now. We got a little extra time, and these are three really interesting projects. So I'll let you take it away, Mike. So. I don't remember where we decided to start. With a certain Detroit band. That's right. Uh, So coming out of Detroit, Michigan, obviously where I'm from and Shane is nearby as well. Mm -hmm. um, We've got this kind of ambient punk project, ambient punk project called The Armed with their new album Ultra Pop, all caps. 
yeah this this band um yeah they're 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 punk and they're really cool Mm -hmm. right this is like it's kind of in this weird world where they kind of don't care (laughs) yeah (laughs) right like it's it's kind of maybe a little bit like um pitchfork probably really likes this band kind of thing you know what i mean um i would describe them as kind of like punk music with black metal production where it's kind of like you're recording a little bit too far away from the microphone and it sounds kind of echoey and ambient there's not really a lot of electronic or like tones and stuff like that going on but it's just it sounds raw and i think these guys have great songwriting kind of despite the unpretty packaging for a lot of people and i think they're doing something really fun and i always love supporting my local boys too so. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. It, it is it is kind of a weird project though. Like they I know that they've they record with Kurt Balu of um Converge. He does yep. like he does their stuff and they've had a bunch of guest uh drummers like Ben Kohler from Converge, uh Chris Penny, uh you know, mostly known for Dillinger Escape Plan and Coheed and yep. Coheed and Cambria. He played drums on some of their stuff. So they it's weird. They have like kind of these you know, big guests doing drums. Uh but then, like, they give away all their music for free. Yep. <laughs> uh, which is, you know, another thing that they do. And then they also have, uh, they also do this, like, kind of weird thing where they put out a song called Featuring Frank Turner, which they, like, <laughs> did not feature like, Frank Turner. took the piss out of. And I don't really know. That was a weird, kind of a weird <laughs> thing. And I'm friends with Frank, and I don't think he was impressed. So, but, but basically, this band doesn't really give a shit. No, no. Um, so you might like them if you're into something that's a little just just a little different off the wall, mm-hmm. for sure. Hundred percent. I think this band they're too good not to mention. But with such a stacked week next week, there's kind of too much that pushes them aside. So absolutely. And yes, I know some people in the chat are saying they haven't heard of these bands. That's kind of the point. <laughs> Yeah, that's what we do here. I literally use my knowledge. I beg of you. Right. Like. Exactly. This is this is why this is the uh this is a special thing we're doing here, if I do say mm-hmm. so myself, okay? I'd like to think so. I, I'd say that this is the most underrated Twitch stream going. Okay. Unlike yes. Don Broco, uh, yes, we, the most underrated everything. We are always. the we are the Don Broco of Twitch streams right here on this very yep. channel. Thank you for watching. All right, um, that's the armed. Very very interesting project. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure like what they've put out either. Um, like yeah, I, I kind of want to look at their their just their discography real quick because they've, they've put out I think two albums and a live album. Right. So. They had a record in 2015 called Untitled, um, then 2016 a live record, and then 2018 they had a record called Only Love. Um, right. There's, I think they've been putting out music since like 2010, um, and I've always kind of seen them around. Like we always have, I forget the name of it, but there's like a Detroit Christmas punk show that they always play. Okay. And um, same with they always play with Suicide Machines. Sick. Another Detroit punk band. Staple. Um, I've seen them around at things like Berserker Festival in Michigan. Um, they're just kind of around locally, and yeah, and and it, it, they've it's always kind of impressed me. It's also important to to mention this band is kind of like a collective. Like no one really knows mm-hmm. who's in the band. Yeah, it's kind of like ever changing, and you know, 
it, it kind of it, just a very interesting thing uh which which i, I think is really cool so mm -hmm. it's definitely worth I people mean, checking out if they're looking for something you, a little different you look at the picture on spotify and it just looks like a motley assortment of people too yeah exactly like, and who knows if those are even people in the band right yeah, like they're the knows? kind of people that would just be like i don't know here's some people we're to say it's yep. the band I, they're just you know it's the weirdest it's a weird project but yeah it's cool I mean, and that's I'm a pretty punk thing to do too like i mean look at uh pussy riot and stuff like that yeah like, exactly. anonymous punk collective exactly it's, exactly it's um exactly all right, let's move on to uh, preview number two. Really going the other way on the on the punk side here. Hundred percent going the other way on the <laughs> punk. Um, but I would say going from a band who doesn't give a fuck to another punk band who doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, at this point, I don't think they do. <laughs> but we've got to talk about the new album called "Let the Bad Times Roll" by The Offspring. Yes, The Offspring. Um, hey, everybody knows them. Not everybody, everybody loves them. They've had some pretty massive missteps in their career. A hundred percent. It's funny because I never thought I would be comparing Green Day and The Offspring. Yep. And saying The Offspring probably is going to make a better record than Green Day. It's a weird <laughs> spot to be in. A hundred percent. But I do think that's what's going to happen. I've listened to these two singles. I mean, they sound like The Offspring to me. It's nothing groundbreaking but which one which offspring there's so many yeah i mean you know like there's good offspring there's like good yeah like punk rock like kind of serious like a little bit like socially I, kind of like important offspring then there's like why don't you get a job offspring yeah and i would say that they're trying to recapture the sound of why don't you get a job offspring see that's the bad with, offspring see i i like that offspring too though but like the singles that I've heard, it almost sounds like they're trying to take that sound and capture kind of an old rock and roll sound with it too. Mm, okay. So I think it's kind of an interesting fresh take. Maybe it's not a fresh take. I haven't really listened to the band quite a lot, but I would be amiss if I didn't mention them on the show. I think knowing that they're putting out a record, knowing that they put out such amazing hits, knowing that they're such a great like hit or miss band too. Right. But I mean, honestly, if you've loved the last records from The Offspring, you're going to love this record. It's, I mean, if you've been a longtime fan, you're going to enjoy it. I'm going to listen to it. Uh, We're going to see what happens. Yeah, for sure, man. I have a really weird like, history with The Offspring. I think is mm -hmm. I should probably like just talk about really quick. I, we don't get a go chance to it. talk about this band all that often. So what, what blows my mind is when you go to their Spotify and their number one track is You're Gonna Go Far Kid. Which yeah. like, I would, I would th have thought like that's a new Offspring song like that you mm -hmm. know because that to me that's a new Offspring song like I would have thought oh that just came out like a few years ago. That song came out into that came. That I was in high school. Thirteen like, that was, years ago. That was an ago. iconic high school growing up song for me. See, high like iconic high school growing up song for me from the Offspring was like, I guess yeah the kids are the kids aren't all right. Mm -hmm. uh, like that record came out when I was in high school, but I mean, I like I listened to the band before that. I listened to the band when I was in grade seven. Wow. Nin that's when 1994 that Smash came out. Mm -hmm. I was 13. Th this record, this record Smash, I'm not kidding. It pretty much changed my life. Like I give a lot of credit to No Effects and Rancid, mm -hmm. but I heard this record before I heard that. This this like that it was, was like the your gate gateway in absolutely. Green Day and the Offspring, that was my gateway 
um come out and play self-esteem those songs were mm-hmm. huge this is when i learned what punk rock was and and with and those records like smash is still a great record it is i love it and i i really like their second album well it's not their second album but their their follow-up to their breakthrough record ixnay on the ombre i think that's a re- really great record mm-hmm. and americana was a great record too then it got a little worse with original prankster uh some of these these songs were were you know they they, they kind of hit this lightning in a bottle with why don't you get mm-hmm. a job in these songs and then they just tried to continue down their... that path that that path and i haven't really been into really much that they've done but they haven't even put out that many records this actually. is their first release it's 2012 they had yeah. a ep in 2014 and a single in 2015 yeah and a single in 2018 but like first yeah. record in a long time yeah it's no it's cool i mean i think I'll, I'll, i'm interested to see what they do i think sometimes these kind of bands when you have a long gap you know you could you could get something good could find the magic you, again. you, could, you could and um yeah, I mean, if they're if they're playing fast punk, I know like every time they've tried to play fast, serious punk rock, they've made some pretty good music. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm here for it. I'm glad you're uh, you're bringing them up. Oh yeah, ready to get to our last little preview. I 100 am. All right, so this is probably the I would say closest to being in our normal top five. Okay. And this is the new record from Liquid Tension Experiment, LTE3. Uh, yes. Um, I know this is lead singer syndrome, but they don't have a singer. <laughs> Instrumental band. Yeah. Um, for people not familiar with the band, it's got John Petrucci, Jordan Rodas, Mike Portnoy, and Tony Levin in the band. All incredibly talented people, especially Mike Portnoy and John Petrucci. Sure. Well, This yeah. record is... Yep. It's going to be such a fun instrumental prog release. No, hundred hundred percent. Um, it is. It really is a, a strange project, and it's mm-hmm. a little bit strange that it's been resurrected. Um, to, to just give people a little history on the band, the first record came out in nineteen ninety eight. Uh, the second one, which was Liquid Tension Experiment Two, um, mm-hmm. came out in nineteen ninety nine. So we're talking about an, a 22-year gap. Yeah, which is in, insane. In releases, but, you know, as, as some people, that if, they followed, if you follow Dream Theater, and I don't know if people do or not out there, but uh, Mike Portnoy, their original drummer, John Petrucci, the guitar player who's still in the band, Mark, Mike Portnoy left the band on not yeah. great terms. Uh, I don't know when, he was, but he was, he was out of the band for like a, it was like a decade. Probably like three or four years. No. Wasn't it? I thought he left like three or four years ago. Oh, I I mean, what is time? I thought that that Offspring single came out like a couple years ago and it was 13 years ago. So I yeah. don't know. But I'm, I, che- I, I'm checking the wiki. Y- yeah, I know. Absolutely. Um, it's it. Yeah. Looks... So, OK, Mark po- or yeah, Mike Portnoy left in 2011 and he hasn't been back. So, oh, he's not back in the band. No, I, I thought that he had rejoined. Um, I thought so as well. But well, that's well, that's that's the that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, for sure, you know, so, so I guess that that makes sense though, why they didn't do a thing. <laughs> I think his main issue was out. with, uh, James Lebrie though. I think that's where the tension was. It wasn't with mm. Petrucci. Okay. Which, I mean, honestly, if you're asking me, James Lebrie, extremely talented vocalist. I'm there for Petrucci and Portnoy. 
in old Dream Theater albums, though. And that's why I think I'm really going to like this Liquid Tension Experiment album. Yeah, man. I, I Here's the thing. I, I've um, James Labrie has been on the podcast before, mm-hmm. um, and I think he's a great dude. Oh, yeah. I think that being a singer in a band like that, it's got to be the hardest. Oh, I can't imagine. Like, you know, like you're talking about just everyone's at the show to watch those dudes shred and the vocals mm-hmm. are an afterthought which is like there's yeah. no other music like that you know yeah like, i mean and he's amazing it's really hard like the only other bands i could maybe compare that to are like uh dragon force you go there right. just to see herman lee and sam topman right shred. yeah it's a, yeah, it's a um, very similar kind of thing sure maybe like uh rush back in the day yeah, well, they're but their bass player is their singer, so he's still playing at least. Exactly. You know? um, but like, right. it's it's such a hard thing to do, and you you don't see very many bands with extremely talented, uh, like guitarists, drummers, things like that, where the vocals end up do being an afterthought anymore. It's just not as popular. Kind of the lead singer is the lead of everything, and yeah, you don't have these bands like that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and, and to note, too, John Petrucci did put out a solo record last year, yep. too. His he first did. solo album in 15 years. So, yeah, this is this is cool to see uh, Petrucci and Portnoy back together, uh, at least for the first time in uh, over 10 years, mm-hmm. to put this out. And, yeah, if you, if you like instrumental prog, very technical uh, yep. stuff, you're, you're going to love this. If you're a music and production nerd, this is going to be a masterclass. I mean, those guys are just absolutely incredible at everything that they do. They're gods in the recording studio. So. It, yeah, it, it really is the case. And and um, going back to Dream Theater, I, I think the first record, Images and Words, it must have come out in like 92. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember it coming out. My sister had the CD. I was like 11 years old uh, when, when she got that. And... You know, I remember thinking so to myself, incredible. even at a young age, like it was this, 92. This production is incredible. Like mm-hmm. I've never heard a snare. For example, like I never heard a snare drum sound like that before. It was so, so ahead of its time. And I really was in, was really couldn't even believe it. Even as a kid that that record was produced by Petrucci and Portnoy. Yeah. So like, even back then, I don't know how old they were. They were just kids. Like they were in their twenties, yeah. like putting together production like that. So it's really it's really cool just just to watch those guys now like gods of the studio is 100 percent correct but gods of their instruments as well do you want to play your fun game and try and guess how old they are oh yeah okay i'll give you a hint they're the same age oh, okay they're the same age yeah let me think about this okay 92 debut album images and words i feel like they must have not been been like that young like i don't think they were like 20 when that came out kind of thing because mm-hmm. i feel like it was too good <laughs> yeah it was too good for for them to, to to be like that so like i don't think they were like quite 30 though i think they were in their 20s i'm gonna say um, i'm gonna say they are this is great podcasting well i'm thinking i know okay. it's fun though uh, okay let me think let me think out loud a little bit okay so Images and Words came out in 1992. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that they were probably like 25-ish when mm-hmm. that came out. So if they were born in like 19... Uh, 
let's say 67, mm-hmm. then that would make them 54. I'm going to say they're, I'm going to say they're, I'm going to say they're 54. They are 53. So I almost said 53. I, I got late see, birthdays. See, I'm, I'm pretty good at this. I figured they, you I figured so it was good. At it. it was too good. It was too good for them to be like 21. Cause a, a mm-hmm. lot of bands, I would say like, okay, this, this artist, like, like this artist is, uh, their debut record, they're probably like 2021, 20, right? Yep. But I figured they, there's no way they were like 30. Well, so Dream I knew Peter, they were Dream somewhere Peter in the middle. So I, I said they were around 25. Too. They've been together since 85? Yeah. So okay. the first album was seven years as a band. Yeah, if that makes sense. They were they were like Espe- kids. Yeah. Especially because that how masterful that album is. Like That took years to write. I don't care who you are. That album is so incredibly well done. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Sorry, sorry for the delay in the podcast, but I you gotta think, you gotta think about this stuff. It's important. You too. It's important. I'm o- I'm o- o- almost always within one year. I gotta stop looking at the chat. Real Beastmith's trying to get me to fight. Uh, yeah, you. you... <laughs> Saying a data remembers better than era. Oh my goodness. Well, let's uh, let's just we'll just let let's just let that die. You want to talk about? Let's recap the list and then we'll talk about some honorable mentions. For sure. These are these are three upcoming previews. Uh check out the singles, get ready for the albums. Number three was Number three was Ultra Pop by the Armed out of Detroit, Michigan. And number two was Going the Other Way in the Punk Side. Let the Bad Times Roll by the Offspring. And number one? Number one was LTE three by Liquid Tension Experiment. There you go. Hell yeah. Let's get into some honorable mentions. Yes, let's do it. One of the most talented frontmen. I don't care what Thank you, you think Mike. about I their... appreciate that. It's too kind of you. Thank uh, you. I'm right here. I'll be here all welcome. the rest of the podcast. You're welcome. Yes. But one of the best frontmen in the scene, regardless of how you feel about this band, <laughs> Black Veil Brides is putting out a single. Um, oh, cool. Always excited to hear something from this band just because I think Andy Biersnack is extremely talented. Um, I don't like a lot of their music, but... Whenever I they're on a package and I see them alive, he's always a great front man. Yeah. Um, undeniably beautiful voice. Yeah, he's a hell of a nice guy too, man. I, I, uh, I I've always enjoyed his, his um, uh, talking to him and his kind of like persona and the way that he presents himself, mm-hmm. I think is cool. You know, they, they've been a weird, like a really weird band. They like yeah. had this image that's sort of like, took over like took away from their sound and they had a lot of young fans that like it kind of made people not take them seriously Mm -hmm. and and i think now they're at a point where maybe their fans have gotten a little bit older maybe they are a little less like i think they've definitely matured especially they they re-recorded restitch these exactly the album and like it sounds more mature Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i think all of their fans like they were the poster child for Warp Tour 2010 band. Like, when I think 2010's Warp Tour, I think Black Veil Brides fan. That's what was seen in emo at the time. Like, that was, was the look. Yeah, it was weird, though. Because, like, they looked more like, look like Motley Crue than they looked like Ball yeah. Boy. But, like, I, I don't know. I don't know. But it, it was that was all weird to me. But I do agree. Like, yeah, they, they, they re-recorded the first record. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they've seemingly sort of... Uh, found their like their own like sort of identity and where they want to go and i could yep. see i could see them um their the future being bright for the band i agree as well and i think that the only way they can go is up they've had a bit of a dip they've taken some time off yeah um i think they're gonna come back 
Yep. Uh, another awesome, awesome band that we had on our Locals Only show. We've got the new single from My Own Will. Oh, yeah. It's more Detroit Boys. Yeah. Super heavy. Can't wait to hear this. I've already heard it. Can't wait to hear it again. Um, but really these good. guys are awesome. Really super good. Super heavy. Super, super heavy. Uh, great beard. Great beard. Uh, he's got a great beard. And uh, that's all you need to know, really. Check it out if you like heavy music. Uh, yeah, they're great. And it'll be interesting to see. I, I could I could see them getting picked up by a label and doing a thing. Um, they could I really be, hope so. This could be another rookie card for you to pick up. I believe so as well. I mean, such the ni- such nice guys, too. Um, so going to it, uh, we've got somebody else who's been on the show recently. We've got a new single from The Main that came out today. The oh, single's cool. called April 7th. It would be kind of oh. dumb not to release the song today. Interesting. Uh, it's really good, though. I think whereas the last single was more kind of the classic main sound, the single is almost a bit more mellow, and I really like it. I think it's a good step for the band, and the, it shows how diverse this album's going to be, and I think it's really fun. Yeah, I, lo- I love the main. John was just on the podcast last week um, yep. talking about his own solo project was really interesting. Did you get a chance mm-hmm. to check out the John the Ghost record, Mike? I didn't yet. You you should. It's really just kind of like a hauntingly beautiful, like, electro pop, but dark Ooh. record. I think you'd would you really consider, enjoy this. Would you compare it to, like, Black Audio then? It's um, it's a little less gothic okay, than Black but still Audio. Dark. Yeah, it's it's dark, but in like a more of kind of like a poppy way than a Depeche okay. Mode way, if that makes okay. any sense. Like a little I'm here less. For it. I'll check it out. Yeah, it's hard to, hard to describe, but really good, John the Ghost. So I'm interested to see now, like cycling a little bit back to the main, uh, just a mm-hmm. band that I think has really improved over time. I think their releases keep yeah. getting better and better, songwriting wise, lyrically uh everything so i'm here for the main awesome. i think they're i think they're one of the most i think they're really are one of the most underrated bands in the scene uh e- e- even though they are pretty successful i think they're still underrated oh yeah um speaking of more new singles we've got mm-hmm. a new single from free throw you wear free throw swish uh you think yeah, they waited free- until after march madness was done <laughs> <laughs> just so it didn't get confused in the google yeah, algorithms exactly. <laughs> uh, or maybe they were like we're gonna take advantage of the google algorithms everybody's looking up free throws let's get our name in there <laughs> maybe um, no this, this yeah. is a fun pop punk band yeah um they've announced their new album it's gonna be coming out in june i forget the name of the album but great band good times uh another fun yep. kind of punk pop punk band that's putting out a new single this week we've got a new we were sharks single yes can't wait for this album it's going to be such a good time yep these guys are really talented songwriters yeah, they are and one of them's in my band because <laughs> yeah because our guitar player paul mark has been working with them a lot over their career writing mm-hmm. a lot of writing writing with them a lot too so um no um great band we were sharks can canadian boys and uh great 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 dudes great band hell yeah uh, we're going to go a little international now, and coming from Japan, we have one of my famous or favorite uh, metalcore, electronic core bands in Crossfaith. They're putting out a new single. I think yes. they're announcing a new album, but I absolutely love Crossfaith. These guys are insane. 
they are so much fun. Big cheers to Crossfaith because literally nobody can drink more alcohol oh. than Crossfaith. They, they literally have a song called Jaeger Bomb. They are they are unbelievable. Like we're talking about those guys like dr- like each one of them drinking their own bottle of jack before going on at two o'clock on warp tour in the yeah. hot sun like they're nuts uh they know how to have a good time but they also fucking know how to play yeah. Lo- i love them love them super so- talent great people too i've had so much so much fun with them oh they're so- some of my favorite memories because i didn't even know who they were and they had uh whatchamacallit? They were on my like first or second warp tour. I forget what year it was. But like I didn't know what to expect. And I come out and they opened with Jaeger Bomb, which is just a <laughs> banger of a song. And like, oh, it's just so fun. So fun. Awesome. No, um, no, they're they're tremendous. They're great. Um, yeah, I'm I'm all here. I'm I'm all in on Gross Crossbait. They're they're great. 100%. The next band, and I want to say, I'm trying to confirm it right now. Yep. Uh, so these guys, they're a band called Windrunner. Okay. They're putting out their new single, Cyan. They are from Hanoi, Vietnam. Absolutely wow. amazing metalcore band. Wow. If you like bands like, I want to say, Ocean's 8 Alaska, yeah. where they're kind of more ambient metalcore with like still breakdowns and fun riffs bands like earthists um almost like sleepwaker maybe even like some of the riffiness is like shrezzers but these guys are super duper fun uh they're putting out a new single and i think it's going to blow up for them i'm really excited is this band either female fronted female fronted metalcore band cool um so this is really cool i have not heard of this band at all i just pulled them up right now Here's the thing. I, I assume you've never been to Hanoi, Mike. I have not. One, it's one of the most chaotic cities I've mm-hmm. ever been to. It's just like crazy. Yeah. And I don't know where a band would like where they would find a place to practice and play <laughs> metalcore. Like, I guess there's probably sort of suburban areas or like or garages they could find to make some noise in. I just mm-hmm. I just picture a band coming from there and it just blows my mind. But I am so excited to hear a band from Hanoi, Vietnam. Well, you gave like, me the new John the Ghost record this week, so you should listen to the new or new old uh, 2018 album My by uh, Windrunner because these guys are something else, and I cannot wait for this full length that's going to be coming with this yep. single. Hopefully, yep, hundred hundred percent. Um, sick. This is sick. The band again was called Is it Wind Windrunner? Right, Windrunner. Windrunner. One word. Yep. Check them out. Very, very, very interesting stuff. So the next single that we've got, kind of a new old band. Uh, mm-hmm. Recently, they got a cease and desist to change their name. They oh. used to be known by the name Convictions. They are now called Caskets. Absolutely incredible band. They are putting out a new single. And I can't wait to hear it because I love everything this band's ever done. They are some of the nicest dudes I've ever met. Uh, just kind of at random shows, opening band and stuff like that. Um, always great dudes, always down to talk music. And they're going to put out another banger. And they announced their album. I think it's coming in a couple of weeks, too. Uh, it's going to be great. Love these guys. Go check it out. 
Okay. And then last but not least, uh, we're starting a new era. I know a lot of people are kind of diehard fans of this band, uh, but they've announced their new album. I think it's called Icy and Scaly or Scaly and Icy, but 21 Pilots, new oh, single. Wow. Okay. Yep. Drop today. Um, I like it a lot, which really surprised me because I kind of fell off of this band with Blurry Face. Uh, they had a couple songs on their record that I liked. Uh, Trench was good, but didn't have like any songs that pulled me into it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was always kind of like a, man, I'm going to put this record on and try and get into it. And I get through the record and I'm like, nope, I'm, I've been whelmed. But this song <laughs> feels like a fun kind of poppy return to their quirkiness of their kind of first couple releases. Right. And I think that this, if they keep up this sound, they might grab me again. And I'm really excited for this because they're two extremely talented dudes. Yeah. I mean, a band, yeah, they've been been at it for a while. They've been popular for a while now too. I, I, I'll be completely honest. This is a a band that I I think just somehow just, they just miss with me. I just Mm -hmm. think that I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'm not, not, I'm not a huge fan. Uh, however, I will say that one time we were playing in Columbus at the uh, Newport Music Hall mm-hmm. and we loaded in and that morning they had had, I want to say a photo shoot in the venue yeah. and they had, it was catered. So like they had all this food and stuff that mm-hmm. they I guess they brought in for the photo shoot. And I mean, first of all, there's only two of them. Yeah. Uh, and I get, I don't know how many, how many crew was on the, the f- photography crew for I mean, a photo probably shoot. a lot with how big of a band they are. I mean, yeah, but it's honest. photos. Like how many people could like a couple people to hold up lights and a guy to shoot the show. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, but they left all of their catering for mm-hmm. us to have and enjoy. So I thought that Would that was really that? nice that they, uh, that they left it and they said, Silverstein, you can have our leftover, uh, <laughs> photo I mean, catering budget. I wouldn't be surprised. They've always kind of like, I mean, their first major tour, I got to see them. They went out with Panic the Disco and Fall Out Boy. I wouldn't be surprised if those two dudes are, I don't know, secret, not so secret. I haven't read a ton of their interviews or anything, but like warp Tour scene kids would yeah. not surprise me whatsoever. No, no, no. I, I think that they totally, they totally get it. And I mean, like they're just, they're such a massive, massive band. Um, oh, yeah. and they do seem like, like pretty humble and they just, they have such a diehard, diehard fan base that just mm-hmm. loves everything they do. And they seem to do a great job of respecting their fans and everything. So I, oh, yeah. I, I, I'm not a huge fan of their music. I, I do like the band and I do like them as people and, and like, mm-hmm. you know, how they, how they operate, I think is cool. Uh, I think they, they represent... do a lot of cryptic stuff with like yeah. decoding when the new single is going to come out and like. A bunch of like lore and backstory, which I always think is fun. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. So uh, there you go, new uh, new single from Twenty One Pilots. That's big. That's really yeah. big. Uh, and when they put out a new oh. album, it will be it'll dominate. So I forgot I have more news. I was about oh. to forget forget about talking about it today. Oh, okay. I was gonna bring it up last week uh-huh. because I I found out the information. I got a little leak or a little early. Mm. But the Devil Wears Prada. Yep have announced their new EP. Yep. Zombie 2. Zombie 2. First single on April 23rd. We got to wait a little bit. Cool. But from the teaser, it sounds like it's heavy. It sounds like it's going to sound exactly like that EP 10 years ago. I am so excited for this. 
This is going I'm I'm saying it now. This is going to be my favorite album artwork of the year because it is just beautiful. Oh cool. I bought a I bought a poster with it. I bought a flag with it. I bought all the record variants. I'm very excited. I love the Devil Wars Prada and I can't wait to hear this. Yeah, like such a such an interesting like sort of thing that happened mm-hmm. with the band. So like 100%. everybody remembers like you know Plagues came out, the band was super young. Uh yep. like they turned a lot of heads. Younger people really liked it. A lot of older people were like what the fuck is this shit? Yeah, a lot of people did not like it. Right. Then they put out with Roots Above Branches Below mm-hmm. a good good record. You know, but then what was crazy was they sort of put out the zombie EP. Like it was almost just kind of like a whole record. It was just like, here you go. Yeah, it was like a just kind of like, okay, whatever. Because, you know, it happens with EPs. You don't typically mm-hmm. get like a lot of love, especially this is like it came out in 2010. And so it blew them up. It blew them up. The, the, I, I, the, honestly, I don't think a band's any band's most loved release is an ep except for the devil Wars prada it's crazy yeah. like what other band can say that i honestly don't know it's it's like, hard like other than maybe like the first census fail ep like people still yeah. hold on to that you know that's but that's again that's the first release like the first some 41 ep people really like that half hour of power which is kind of a full length i don't know uh you know there, there's like things like that but like this really was like for a band to put an ep in the middle of their career and have mm-hmm. it be the thing that people reference now. It's yep. kind of wild. So it's, I think it's cool that they're that they're like, hey, our fans like this. We're mm-hmm. not too good for this. I, mean, I love the Space EP too. I'm Honestly. Oh, yeah. I think the Space EP is a little bit better than the Zombie EP. Maybe that's just because I like the concept more. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't think the Devil Wear Prada has had a bad record. Like, they're just incredible dudes. They they are really well. They're some of my favorite people I've ever had the pleasure of sharing the the road with, sharing a bus mm-hmm. with. Um, I was actually like going through my phone. It's kind of random, but I was I was going through my phone yesterday, like some trying to find some old stuff from like you know mm-hmm. years ago, and I I went back into the deep depths of my photo, uh, my camera roll from 2016 when we toured with Devil Wears Prada in Europe. We shared a yeah. bus with them, and like I was finding what we used to have on the bus. Um, well, it was Delaware's product brought it onto our bus. This is their thing. <laughs> they called it ladies night. Now ladies night on a tour bus might be, might sound a little sketchy a little bit, but it's not ladies night. It's late eighties night. <laughs> Perfect. Ladies night where <laughs> what we would do is definitely no ladies on the bus. We're talking about all the dudes just ripping whatever alcohol's available, cranking mm-hmm. up all of the late 80s jams up to 12 and dancing the night away. That's beautiful. That's that was ladies that, night. That's what self-care Prada. looks like, people. Right? Sometimes it's a bath with candles. Sometimes it's getting really drunk and listening to 80s music. Yeah. Some sometimes it's Billy Joel as loud as the stereo will go. Uh, when the bus driver, when the bus driver, because in Europe they like sleep under the bus during the mm-hmm. day. It's weird when the bus driver gets up and is like, "You have to turn that down right now. You have to turn that down right now." And we're like, "No, sorry, this is <laughs> Billy Joe's for the longest time, and we're all singing it at the top of our lungs." Sorry, that's just what's happening. So uh, anyway, I uh, I love Prada. I love that they're doing this. I think it's 
super cool. They're kind of giving back to their fans. Not that their last mm-hmm. records haven't been like great, but I think like they've done the last couple of records, they've experimented a little bit more. And if they're just going like fucking heavy on this, I think that's really cool, especially for an EP. Mm-hmm. So you saying like uh, early 2010s, like right when Zombie came out, you made me think of this Devil Wars Prada show that I went to mm. in 2012. Mm-hmm. And this is the weirdest lineup I've ever experienced. It was like it was built at a festival at some fairgrounds down in Ohio. And oh, yeah, the I'm just going to say the headliners. There are a couple other good bands like Attack Attack played Texas July played. But the headliners were Devil Wears Prada. Co-headlining with Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> and if that's not the weirdest bill, like. <laughs> it was so strange. It's like, was it like an Ohio thing? Because they're yeah. both from Ohio and, well, Attack Attack from Ohio too, obviously. Yeah, I think um, it was like uh, Rock on the Range. Like, right. Right when it was starting, they were like, we're going to branch out and do this thing. I think they called it like Rockapalooza yeah. or something like that. It was like, a, it was billed as a back to school festival for like all the college <laughs> kids in Columbus. And I'm like, I drove down and I went and it was a good time. It was really weird seeing MGK fans watch Devil Wears Prada and watching Devil Wears Prada fans watch MGK though. I wonder what MGK fans in 2012 think of him now or like where they are. I can't imagine. <laughs> what a what a weird career that guy had. Like, I know I said this on the past broadcast. We've done like how mm-hmm. confusing I find this guy. It's not changing. I'm still confused. No. Still confused. We we like him now, but we're still confused. Yeah. <laughs> do you do you recall what shoes he was wearing? No, I don't. It was a long time ago. <laughs> Nine years now. Crap, I'm getting old. Yeah, man. Jeez. It's funny as hell. Oh. You ready to wrap it up, though? Yeah, let's wrap it up. So thanks, everybody, for, for tuning in to the podcast. We, uh, we talked about some, some great records uh, from very punk to kind of punk to not punk at all. Yeah. And everything. We told some stories. Between. We did. So thanks for joining us, uh, everybody. We'll be back next week. Yep, and if you want the full list, as always, follow me on Instagram at Slam. I post it there, or join the Lead Singer Syndrome All Access Club, because it's there. That's it. Thanks, everybody. 